0: Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'm having uh, a delightful uh, pre-chat and, uh, you know, with with a wonderful actor also from Vancouver. I'm, I'm telling everybody, it's, it seems like at least a third and starting to get to, you know, a larger number of the, all the actors that I interview on my show are from Canada. So Vancouver, I just had a few guests from Vancouver on uh, right before this. So I feel like I'm a, a Canadian already. So uh, welcome to the program, Jeff Gustafson
1: oh thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it's it's my pleasure. I'm I'm glad that uh, that uh, you're also having some facial hair because my parents are going to kill me for this and for this. Uh but, you know, I have an audition uh, right after this and uh, I have to I have to do three different characters for the audition and I thought, you know what, before I shave, I'm going to give one of the characters some facial hair. I'm going to shave, give them more options, see, you know, so they can see range and dedication. So I'm keeping this thing without taking a shower because for one of the characters, it's perfect.
1: Oh, great. Good for you. That's a very versatile facial uh, hair. Well,
0: yeah. It's, uh, it, it takes me, you, you grow a much better beard than I do. Uh, I've seen uh, some of your photos with a beard. Mine um, takes a long time to grow and it, uh, it's okay, but uh, it's, it's not the, I, I kind of have beard envy to people who can do it properly. So I'm not one of those guys. I, I can get there, but it takes me a lot longer.
1: All right. Hey, well, it looks like you can grow a great mustache.
0: Thank you, thank you. Um, it's, it's a little thin, but uh, uh, I've, you know, the face app, there's, a, there's an app where you can uh, see what you look like um, with uh, all sorts of facial hair. And I've done the mustache and I look really, really creepy. So I'm not sure that's that, that's the way I'm gonna go. Or oh, it's just not doing it uh, not doing it justice, and I actually would look better. But we'll find out, I guess, at some point. Um, quarantine could have been a good time for me to grow a beard, uh, and I kept reminding that uh, of myself, but uh, I never did. And uh, I kind of I think I went maybe uh, two and a half weeks, maybe three, and then I shaved it off. I, I did not have the diligence to uh, to go through with it.
1: You really got to commit, otherwise yeah. you're just never gonna see the full. It's full blossom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I heard that it takes months uh, to grow a real good beard, and I and I just I, I didn't have the stamina uh, for it. I just it started getting into into my into my mouth, and I'm like I have to trim all of this stuff, and just I said forget it. I'm, I'm done.
1: It does take a little bit of. You do have to doctor it as it goes, for sure.
0: Anyway. This has nothing to do with uh, with your career, but, uh, you yeah, know, it's, it's what comes out as I start talking.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh,
0: so, I, you know, a lot of people know you uh, from uh, from Hallmark and uh, Signed, Sealed, Delivered, where you play Norman. I have mm. not watched the series nor the films. Uh, after listening to an interview, which was a great interview, we're going to put it right below the video, uh, where you talk about it, I, I definitely now have uh, put it up and it's going to be on my list of the next uh, shows. And movies uh, to watch so i have i have that to discover oh wow oh
1: that's cool yeah yeah it's there's a lot there there's a lot of there's a lot of hours of that show for sure
0: and a lot you of fun and then but i have seen you before i've seen you in hot top time machine i've seen you in uh in psych you know my my favorite uh comedy drama of all time so uh sure. it's 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 one of those things where uh, because you've been in, in so many different uh, spots and you've been on a lot of sets, you know, uh, Once Upon a Time and is another one that I've seen you on. Yeah. Uh, we, we catch actors and uh, enough time passes where you don't realize that, yeah, I've seen them in all of this and this and this and this. So as I did my background on you, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've, I've been seeing Jeff around for quite a while.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's been, a, oh, boy, it's been a while now. Yeah, I think I got started like, gosh, Thirteen years ago now, I think. Yeah, commercial work. Seventeen years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so. It... Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's all. Yeah, just I was just thinking about how long I've been doing this. Feeling really old.
0: <laughs> you're, you're, you and I are are pretty much the same age. You're you're just about eight months older than I am. So uh, so I'm I'm uh, I don't think we're old. So we're just gonna go with that.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes
0: um we also have by the way some some interesting uh tidbits you know I have an older brother who's 13 years older than I am uh I know you have siblings who are you know 13 and uh 16 I think is the is the biggest difference between you and your siblings so it's yeah. um, i I actually wanted to ask you a question about that because when when I grew up my brother being so much older than me uh I always felt like in a way I was an only child, Uh, in a way he was an uncle as much as he was a brother. And I kind of, you know, I was looking up to him and not having that, you know, brother-brother connection that I hear a lot of people talking about. So being on the other side of that, being the older sibling, did you Mm -hmm. find uh, that you had that uh, connection with your youngsters or you felt a little bit more like an uncle to them?
1: Uh, No, 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 Uh, definitely brothers. I'm very close to all, all four, four of my siblings. Um, they're in two different families. So sometimes I have to do the math a little bit. Um, but, uh, no, I've always felt very close to them. Um, I mean, uh, one of my, my youngest brother, um, who lives in Toronto is in, is in town, uh, for the month. Um, and so I'm looking forward, I'll see him tomorrow at our outdoor Canadian Thanksgiving. That was postponed. Uh, yeah. But no, no, I've always felt very close to my siblings. They're, um, you know, they're all, I mean, it. I think it helps now that they're, you know, all in their 30s or just or very close to being in their 30s. Um, I, I moved out of the house, like, well before, you know, they were even teenagers. So, um, but they uh, they definitely still think of me as a big brother, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Um, yeah. Okay. You mentioned Toronto. I think that's where you started your commercial uh, uh, work. But you're yeah. from Vancouver or uh, around Vancouver, and you're you've been in Vancouver most of uh, most of your life. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. I grew up in Maple Ridge, uh, and then I was in Toronto at the beginning uh, for 2003 to 2005, and then I've been back in Vancouver since then.
0: Yeah, and uh, Vancouver again. From uh, you know, from knowing the types of shows that uh, that are shot there. Um, it's, it seems to be a really loving kind of acting community where, uh, everybody's really, um, you know, all pulling in the same direction and they're just doing great work and everybody seems to know everybody. So it's, uh, I, I, from all the people that I talked to, I got those vibes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really true. I mean, the community isn't that, that big, to be honest, that com- comparative to, you know, some of the other, um, hubs of the industry. Um, but it is, uh. It does have, it's got a lot of years in it now. So, you know, there's a few, there's a few generations, so to speak, of, of actors. And I think um, one thing that we do really, really well here is we we're pretty keen on mentoring the next, the next generation. And that's probably where that sense of community comes from.
0: Yeah, it could be. And I was surprised, again, some of the, some of the shows that, uh, that are done in, in, uh, in Vancouver, and I kind of was looking through your IMDb. I didn't see. Uh, anything on CW? Uh, did I miss it, or have you done anything for CW?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I did a show called The Cult. uh That was a while ago now. It was probably about 2012, maybe.
0: Okay. 2012. Yeah. Yeah, because I know CW does a ton, uh, ton in Vancouver. Um, yeah. I was yeah. also to- They don't want to
1: hire me as a superhero. I don't get it. They should.
0: <laughs> oh, there are a ton <laughs> of
1: I'd be a great okay. villain, I'll go both ways.
0: I think so. I think so. You've you've played you know, mostly nice uh, nice guys. I think you've done uh, a few movies where you were not. So, uh, yeah,
1: yeah wow. it's true. <laughs> I have, I played a, 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 like a contract killer um, for one thing and that was a lot of fun. It was different, so would, very different.
0: Would that be going against type or you are, are glad that finally somebody cast you in something that you are more like?
1: Yeah, I would say it's probably going against type. (laughs) I'm not not, uh, super keen on murdering people, Uh, although you know, in traffic sometimes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember having a discussion with uh, with George Newbern, who uh, you know everybody fell in love with uh, when we all watched, um, you know, um, Father of the Bride, and uh, he played just this just such a sweet sweet man and uh he kept on saying this is not me and when he was on scandal and when he was playing uh when he was playing uh i forgot the character's name but somebody who was a you know country killer he's like well i'm not that but there's there's more of me in that than there was in that you know character who was so sweet so yeah yeah
1: that's that's often the case i think you know as actors i think we draw on you know elements of ourself and Try to figure out where we fit in the story, or what parts of ourselves fit in the story. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, I I know another show that I truly enjoyed uh, that was in Vancouver. Um, uh, Travelers, you know, I it was mm-hmm. old cast, and I, I kept on looking like I don't remember you if you were in it, but I don't think you were. So no, no,
1: lots of good friends were though. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Patrick Gilmore and I have known each other for a long time, and in fact, we were roommates. Uh, a handful of years ago and uh, he's uh he's doing very well for himself
0: yeah he's uh his character on travelers is is probably one of the characters that i liked uh just i, I don't even know how to describe it properly because you know watching that character on travelers you, you kind of just love him so much it, it just yep. genuinely one of the most liked characters in anything that i've ever seen so, yeah. so I really enjoy that work.
1: Yeah, there's an example of somebody playing against their uh, their real personality. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. He's a terrific yeah. guy. Great guy. Yeah.
0: Um, so that being said, I, I wanted to kind of uh, get to the stuff that you were working on. And mm. uh, I, in looking uh, at, again, kind of uh, doing my background and uh, remembering where I've seen you and watching some of that, um, it's, it's interesting to see uh, and interesting, actually, to, to, to hear you talk about, uh, you know, being in Science Seal Delivered with Eric uh, mm-hmm. and learning a lot about the industry uh, from him, because at yeah. that point, you weren't uh, kind of uh, exposed to that type of an experience and environment. So I wanted to ask you to elaborate on that uh, somewhat of what were some of the things that you've learned that you were able to utilize since then?
1: Ooh, that's that's a lot. (laughs) Um, You know, specifically with Eric, he just had such a a really tremendously successful body of work with um, Ugly Buddy and and some other things. And I think the the one thing that uh, I probably have learned the most is just, like, it's not quite as it's not, not every moment on set is quite as threatening as I sort of thought it might be, you know, like a, my career, if, if that makes sense, you know, like, uh, I, I think, I think figuring out where my confidence sits when I'm, when I'm working has been really important. And Eric really helped kind of guide me to that. Um, you know, just by being like, uh, just just reminding me that it's it's not the end of the world you know it's at, at the end of the day you're you're really just telling stories and you know you want to do your best job and and one thing that he really emphasizes is uh, and this is probably where we where we have some common ground is is just work ethic is really important you know making sure that you show up and you know prepared all the time and and, and that really helps on some of these shows where you know oftentimes the, the there's a real time crunch and um, you know you can't take it personally you know, when you only get a couple of takes on your coverage at the end of the day because you got ten minutes, you know, um, and that's where that work ethic and preparedness comes in. And um, that would be that would be one of the main things that I think Eric really really helped me to understand and, and you know nurture to me is just you know enjoy yourself. You don't know when your next gig's going to be, uh, so don't don't take it don't take it more seriously than you need to. Um, and then, you know just just make sure that you're you're putting the time into to, so that you can step in at the last minute and be that guy, be the goal scorer, so to speak, win the win the game at the end of the day. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the bulk of it.
0: Yeah. And where so where is your confidence? Uh, you know, Sid, you've mentioned that uh, he helped you kind of uh, understand where your confidence is uh, in a role and on a set. Where would that be for you?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, probably for me. It's probably my sense of humor. You know, like um, it can be really easy to. You know, I've been in a few different positions as, you know, like sort of the supporting lead guy, who's a bit of the, the comic relief, especially on Science Seal Delivered, where you know a lot of the humor comes from my character and, and Crystal Lowe's character, um, and then knowing knowing that I can I can explore and and it's not uh, you know that I that it is something I can be confident in 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 exploring, and then also taking that to something where maybe a uh, you know, I'm a uh, guest star or something on a show where, you know, the leads are the funny guys and I, I kind of have to, I kind of have to follow their suit and and being confident in my ability to do that without losing myself. in that I think is really important. Um, so I'd say that's where it is. And and honestly, the, a lot of the confidence just comes from being prepared, you know, like just knowing that I've done the work and and that, uh, you know, I, the more work I do, the more directable I am. And I, and, and I, without bragging about it i do feel like that's probably one of the things that i'm pretty good at is taking taking a note from the director and and mm-hmm. you know making it my own certainly and um but you know just being confident in my ability to do that to to you know to swing at a curveball when i'm expecting a fastball and still make contact kind of thing
0: yeah oh it's it's really important thank you for elaborating on it um mm-hmm. I I recalled you were uh, you were talking again in that interview that I loved that we're gonna you know put right below the video. Um, you were saying that I think in the first scene um, uh, of uh, Signed, Seal Delivered, you you had a really kind of uh, um, an emotional uh, scene where you find out that uh, one of the characters uh, or one of the people from your past has died, and it was a wide shot, and you really felt it in the wide shot, and then you you kind of realize that well wide shot. <laughs> Great, but you're going to have to do this again and again, and really get the close-up and feel it. Yeah. So, um, for me personally, that's that's the part that kind of threw me on set as I started working, which is, you know, I can be completely connected to that, you know, deeply emotional scene, be there, tears mm-hmm. are real, everything is working, and then you have to do it again and again and again from all sorts of different uh, shots, and it's not always there. So, how did you get to the point where you can get there when it's the right shot on whatever take it is
1: uh yeah i think again prepared is really important you know making sure that i understand what's going on and doing whatever you know emotional work that i need to do or you know do a bit of whatever it happens to be on that particular show, it be journaling or, you know, some some uh, theater school or acting class exercise that, that I still find time to do sometimes. Um, but I think with, like, that first example that you were talking about when I – with the wide shot and, and then sort of realizing, oh, this is not the only time that I'm going to have to do this, you know, having Eric in that moment just <laughs> put his arm around me and just said, welcome to the jungle, buddy. And I just remember thinking, oh, yeah, right, this is just like – this is my time. This is my job. I'm, you know, there's a hundred extras around, or how many ever there were, and and he just like just knowing that that it'll be fine. You know, they'll, we'll make it work. You know that the pressure is not on me to have a transcendent experience every time I act. Um, but I think you know, truthfully, probably just probably just time in front of the camera is like the biggest thing. You know, like understanding um, you know, wh- how, what the progression of the camera is going to be, and, you know, where do they set up the first time? What are they looking at? You know, do I, you know, is this the take that they're looking to use and communicating to that? That's like a massive thing, I think, is being able to, to, to ask questions of the director, you know, appropriately and, and, you know, have a, have open communication, you know, from the other people that are invested in, in what's going on. And, um, you know, specifically to like any kind of emotional work, I think, you know, I think honestly, and 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 I don't know if this is everybody's experience, but I guess there's just like I've found some real confidence in knowing that I got the job, you know, and 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 so I'm I'm the right person for this job, and and you know what I do is 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 what they hired me for. So you know, on occasion, certainly there's times when, you know, like like you said, it's that emotional experience that that you've putting time and energy into creating is, is not quite landing or, you know, you you've in that little path that you've charted, you know, to get to that point at the end, you, you know, you maybe you missed a step or something and you just got to know that they got it in another take, you know, really, you know, and just take your press pick, take, take the pressure off. And, you know, when they say cut back to ones, you just, um, you know, you just go back to ones and start that experience again and really just try not to, to repeat what you did, but rather just, just tell that story again as though you hadn't done it already kind of thing. So that's kind of like the, the way that I approach it is, you know, know that I'm capable because I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> it's the first thing. And then, and then, you know, trust the work that I've done and and know that making a mistake is not the end of the world. You know, it's they're like, you like we said earlier, there's like, they're going to do a, you know, 15, 20 takes from all over the place. So it doesn't really matter at, at the end of the day if they're going to chop it
0: up anyways, turn it into a big, beautiful meal yeah because uh, i think again you know me me personally uh, it's it's that you know as an artist you want to be accepted you want to be understood you want to be uh um, cuddled in in some matter of yes what you're doing is really good and we're we're, we're kind of looking for that from uh, from others and sometimes we forget that we were hired for a reason you know we were yeah. hired because. We do think that we're good enough, and we can do it. And now you can just relax and do it uh, mm-hmm. instead of, probably, you know, uh, judging uh, yourself uh, through the process.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, I think one of the things, and I can't obviously can't speak for everybody, but one of the things that I regularly have to remind myself is uh, to enjoy it. <laughs> like that's that you know, like the everything about it is you know a lot of it sure is a grind and and what have you, but really. I should be enjoying myself. It's, it's not often, you know, in my experience with a lot of people that I know growing up with and, you know, people that are in my life now um, that, that they're, that they're able to pursue something that they're passionate about and, and, you know, make a living doing it. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. You just, One of the things I've really learned to do is just make sure I don't take it for granted, but at the same time, you know, really, really enjoy myself. And I think when I'm when I'm, you know, working with those two, those two sort of energies or whatever you want to call them, um, that that's when I'm the most successful, like from, you know, preparation to audition to to getting on set and execution. So, yeah, yeah, I think um, I think really enjoying myself is is like one of the big keys for sure.
0: And I think we came up with the name for this episode, you know, uh, something with enjoying uh, is going to be a part of it. So thank you for that. Um, I, I remember, and this is not uh, again uh, a little off topic, but uh, I'm I'm not sure if uh, if you've heard this before. Uh, listening to your interview before and now talking to you, I keep coming back to Phil Hartman. Now there are some mannerisms that really remind you know uh, me. Uh, you know, when you're speaking of Phil Hartman, um, it's you know, it's it's nice because I miss Phil. He's he was wonderful, and do that. So I don't know if you've ever heard that before.
1: No, never. No, I I get. Uh, what do I hear a lot of? I hear that Jack Black.
0: I get I, that a lot. I saw that. I saw that. Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, and then I used to. I don't get it as often, but I used to get Steve Martin a lot. Um, so I don't want to hear that one as often anymore. You know, the one I really, really like hearing, and I think maybe one person said it, you know, 15 years ago, was Harrison Ford. And I was like, I, was like, I carry that in my back pocket that, you know, somebody out there thinks, really, I remind them of Harrison Ford.
0: Uh, and in a way, by the way, um, uh, especially with uh, with some facial hair, uh, you have uh, uh, Chris, uh, okay, one of the Chris's, it's Chris Klein, not Chris Klein. So Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, Chris uh, uh, the uh, who played Captain America, Chris uh, Chris Evans, and then the the other Chris, um, the one. Four. Uh, Chris Pine, that's the one I'm talking about. So oh, Chris, Chris Pine Pine there as well.
1: That's uh, yeah, I'd love to be in their circle. That'd be great. You know, that's uh, after <laughs> wow, city.
0: Yeah. Uh, all all are really, really talented guys. Um speaking of talented guys that you had a chance to uh to work with uh and you know friends of the show, you were on Life Unexpected for a little while with uh with um uh my friend Austin Bases and uh Reggie Austin was on there as well. So as I was perusing your IMDB, I saw that you uh, I think you did a couple um a couple of episodes of it.
1: Uh Life Unexpected. Um uh oof. it was so on for, for two times i'm seasons. trying to think if of, of what i feel like i was i was the lead woman um and she, her name is escaping me i think she's on unreal or was on unreal with constant simmer um yeah, yeah she uh, i was her agent um and i, th- I honestly I, th- I think it was just it was just one episode,
0: and it, one episode. It, was,
1: it was a really long time ago um yeah uh but yeah that was a really fun experience i the oh man i'd have to this is so embarrassing uh i would have to look up the producer the producer's name but she actually contacted me um afterwards to just tell me what a great job i had done and um it was you know for kind of at that time I was not working a ton, a ton, you know, I would, you know, I'm still sort of getting my feet under me a bit. And uh, I just remember thinking that that was like such, that was about 2009 or 2010, I think. Uh, And I just remember thinking like life unexpected. Is that the am I thinking of the right one? I think so. I think I'm thinking of the right
0: one. Look that up right
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. What, What was the lead woman's name on that?
0: uh coming right up oh this is i feel like this uh, never happened
1: in, in other interviews i'm just like the guy is horribly unprepared or maybe just didn't memorize my resume <laughs> That's what it is. uh sometimes uh, these things are different when they uh, when they when they're being filmed so unless uh
0: it was 2010 you were on one episode you're correct and Your role was Alan, uh, which is... The agent.
1: Yeah, that was definitely the agent. And if if you could just remind me what the producer's name was.
0: So, well, okay. So the cast, Britt Robertson, uh, Shiri Appleby, uh, you know, Christopher Balaha, you know, Austin was there. And then in terms of the producer, let's see, uh, a bunch of directors. I love IMDb Pro, by the way. So Mm. writers... Yeah, this is a long list. Producers, so Mary Beth uh, Basile, uh, Gary Fledler, Liz uh, Teigler. That's Liz- her. Okay. Uh,
1: she sent me a message shortly after we filmed just to tell me how how happy she was with it. And I just remember thinking at that time, uh, like, oh, there's. it's not just like, I'm not just, you know, kind of like... Coping anymore, you know, like people are paying attention, and I'm, and I'm, I felt like, uh, oh, my, my work is actually being acknowledged, um, sort of beyond my parents giving me, a, you know, a kudos and admiration, and uh, I just sort of like that, that kind of thing goes a long ways, I think, especially, I don't know if it's the same, if I would think about it the same way now in Vancouver, but being at that time, being sort of as green or as fresh as I was at, uh, then, and and with the way that the Vancouver industry it's, it's grown so fast, and exponentially. Um, but I think like having having somebody like somebody from Hollywood or Los Angeles, you know, kind of reach out and say something like that, really, really put put like some some real confidence in, in and real feather in my cap to just sort of feel like you know I'm I am capable of of doing this and, and probably more than than what I'm currently doing, and hopefully that you know, um, plays out. And, uh, yeah, I'm just really grateful to Liz for, for that, that message. Cause it, it did, uh, it did really land for me.
0: That's nice. And that was, that was very nice of her to do. And I know again, kind of, uh, I have not experienced that yet in my acting career, but I know talking to actors, there is, there's kind of that progression and at a certain point you either feel it that, okay, I, I am at the next level and I'm getting to a point where, I think this is going to work. So, you know, maybe that was, uh, that was yours. And that's, that's nice.
1: Yeah. You know, like it was also during a time like I, uh, it was like my personal life was not, you know, super stable at that point. I had just uh, left a marriage and, um, and was kind of, you know, kind of getting my feet back under me. And uh, yeah, it was nice to feel like I was, you know, still on the path, so to speak, I guess. And Yeah yeah
0: Because acting acting life is is not one of stability or linear progression acting life is you know self self motivated uh you know entity that may or may never work
1: yeah it's so true like um i I remember uh a friend of mine uh Karpluck, carpluck who uh, is very successful in her own right uh, as an actor uh, we went to university together and then she she kind of really took off um Basically, right away, as soon as she got to Vancouver, she really started to make, her, you know, uh, make her mark, so to speak. And I remember we would go and we would do like sun salutations in the morning, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of fresh out of theater school. <laughs> and uh, uh, I remember we had all the we had these journals with our like goals written in them and stuff. And and she she would say things. I would be like, you know, I gotta, I feel like I need a Plan B. And she would like, why? Why do you need a Plan B? They'll have a Plan B. You know, I'm like this is gonna work. You just have to know it's gonna work. And I was like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not wishing, <laughs> but you know, th- whatever kind of keeps you on the path. I think you're right. It isn't. There's not a whole lot linear about it. You know, you you. I remember in 2003, I started doing like a ton of commercials when I moved to Toronto. Like, like I think I did like eight in three months or something. Like it was, it was crazy. And I, I really thought. I'd made it like I remember thinking to myself I made it didn't take that long I just like you just had to, I had to believe in myself like Aaron said and, and just like really stay the course and that was to the fall of 2003 and I don't and I, think I went I ended up going to New Zealand to shoot a commercial at the beginning or at the end of November maybe and then uh, I think I worked 14 months later like I think, like it was just like I went from the peak of like really feeling like this is it it's 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 all accolades and and you know red carpets and money from now on, uh, to like really going hey can I um, get you another drink <laughs> so so yeah it's you know it has been a long journey what is it, what do they say it's like uh, overnight success takes fifteen years or something like that you know
0: pretty much. Um, yeah. it's, it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I certainly understand that part. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about Psych, uh, just because, you know, I I have to rewatch the part that you did because it's been a while since I it, since I saw it. But uh, looking kind of through stuff, it reminded me because the the Lambert with an H, uh, that that part starts kind of <laughs> ringing a bell. But you know. What, what was your experience like, uh, just, you know, riffing with those, uh, uh, with those fellas, because that set to me, uh, from the outside should have been enormously fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, I had, I actually did two episodes. Um, I did an episode in the very first season. I played like a tanning salon attendant, uh, and, uh, I remember their, their show was it, can't remember where they were in the show but I know that they knew that they were doing well um, uh, James I had but I didn't really have a whole lot of scenes I remember sitting in the sort of the waiting area with Corbin and uh, you know just like listening doing a lot of listening you know I uh, but then when I got came in to do the musical episode I I'd, I'd, I'd had a bunch of work done and I'd uh, Mel Damsky, he was, uh, he was always trying to find something for me on that show. And he, and this Lambert character came along and, and I remember, uh, there was a couple of things like James was just so funny all the time, like just like a very dry, um, and very encouraging. Everybody's very supportive, but they'd been doing it for a really long time. So they really had like their kind of thing, you know, and, and it was, uh, because it was a musical episode, I had like a lot of room to to kind of fool around and, you know, cause a lot of the stuff I'm in, I'm in character cause we're doing this play with a staged musical. So I got to be a lot bigger than I normally am and they were really encouraging. And I, I just actually just recently watched, uh, the, I think it was a two, two parter thing. Um, I just watched it recently and, and man, it, it was really funny. (laughs) Like it was, there's a scene where I have to jump over the back of a couch to try to get away from them. And then I knock myself unconscious on the floor and they flip me over to look for like a a tattoo or a scar or something. And like, I don't think that that hairy chest that, that they reveal is actually mine. I think they, I think they put that in later. Uh, So, you know, yeah, those guys are very, very funny. Uh, It's, it's interesting, like I was saying earlier on, when you when you're the guest on the show and and people have sort of an established sort of rhythm for their humor or they, they have like a, a style or a genre of humor and, and having to kind of you know maybe maybe sit not sit back necessarily but but let them drive and and kind of see what they can draw out of you. Uh, that's a lot of fun. I find that really entertaining. Like, especially when you're working with like really talented people with lots of experience that, that can kind of help you help position you where you need to be. And, um, yeah, I, I was really grateful for that show. That was, um, that was, that was really fun to do.
0: Um, delay you know, Delay Hill kind of has these, he, he's peppered throughout a ton of my favorite shows. So again, Psych, favorite comedy of all time, and he was on West Wing, which is my favorite drama of all time. Oh, and, okay, sure. Ballers. And, Ballers. Uh, yeah, and then Toronto, he was on Suits uh, in the in the later uh, kind of uh, seasons of Suits, uh, my I think third uh, favorite uh, you know TV drama of all time. So like everywhere I look, you know, delay mm-hmm. has been a part of it uh, somehow. Um, yeah. and, good guy. You mentioned Corbin. Um, you know, when I was immigrated to the United States on my flight from, uh, uh, we had to go through Austria and then Italy. So on my flight from Italy to uh, to New York, he, they were playing Major League. So mm-hmm. my introduction to the United States was literally baseball, Major League. Uh, I live in Chicago. I'm a huge Cubs fan, but I still have you know a part of my heart that belongs to Cleveland Indians because of Major League. And that sure, introduction. So sure. that's where I saw Corbin first, and then you know Major League two and three. I kind of saw the the really kind of funny, humorous uh, uh, side of him, and then see him in Psych, which was a very different type of role. It it mm. took me, uh, it took me back a little bit. So I think it took me about like half an episode to get to the new vibration of what Corbin was bringing to the table. Like I remember him differently. This is a different person, which is. great. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Corbin has been yeah you know, literally a part of my Americanization experience.
1: Wow, that's pretty terrific.
0: Yeah, pretty uh, cool. And then I know that uh, again on the on the interview that we're posting uh, below, you talk a lot about uh, being uh, stealthy. So uh, I I I just want to ask you a few questions about it, and then people can watch the rest uh, on the interview. But uh, being just the idea of being the eighth uh, dwarf. Uh, mm-hmm. and having all sorts of uh, kind of interesting things that happen uh, to Stealthy. Um, again, brilliant writing, but uh, it's, it's one of those things, like we all grow up with the story. We, we all know uh, the story and then having something new uh, put into it and then being a part of that, being the unknown uh, dwarf, that must have been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, there's a, I mean, I have very fond memories of that. Of that uh, that show, they, I mean, my very first day on set was the day after they premiered, and uh, it had done incredibly well. And just like, I just the, I guess it was like the first time it had ever occurred to me that that, you know, like people really they get like, like there's a lot riding on the success of a show and, and to have it to be on set the day after it premiered and the numbers were coming in and they were like through the roof and you know, the executive producers were, you know, incredibly happy and the stars of the show were like over the moon and you know, they could, they was real a sense, a real sense of like success and that there was going to be some longevity that they could count on. Um, So yeah, that was like a, that was like one of the things that really stands out for me on, on that set is just getting to, to be around and, and see what that, what that looks like from a, you know, like a real hands-on sort of experience behind the scenes. Um, But to play stealthy was great. Like I, I'd auditioned for a handful of roles on that. When they first opened it up to, when they were first casting all of the dwarves, you know, there was a a handful of people that they were looking at for all of the roles. And so I think I went in for, man, I think I went for happy and sneezy or, and you know, like all of them basically. Uh, and then it just didn't go my way. And, and I remember at the time kind of being a bit bummed out about it. But one of the things that I think I've learned is like, you just you got to put it behind you and think about what you're going to do instead kind of thing. And then I ended up, uh, what else did I audition for the mirror? Uh, and that was really terrific uh, and they you know it was pretty apparent that they were looking to looking for something for me and then when stealthy came along stealthy's name originally was sneaky uh, and they 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 were told that they couldn't use sneaky uh, it was too um, derogatory or negative or something so they landed on stealthy and um,
0: let's second. But well, let's pause yeah. for a second. Couldn't use Sneaky, but then Sneaky Pete, uh, you know, is is its own series and it did really well. So I don't know. Maybe that changed later.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I think it was Disney that said they couldn't
0: do. It. Okay, all right, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So that like getting, I remember booking that part and being like, oh my gosh. And I think I say this in another in in that other interview that you have posted there. I that they uh when I got there they they didn't they. The prosthetics I'm wearing aren't aren't mine. <laughs> They're like I think I have like I'm a bit of a Frankenstein's monster. I I have like I don't I'm not gonna get this right, but I got like Happy's ears and you know Dopey's nose or something, you know. And it was like uh, to sit in that chair at first, sitting in that chair, I was because you're there for three hours, which is not that much all things considered for prosthetics. But at the time, it was kind of my first experience with prosthetics, and I was like, what? Like this is this is so much day. And then you realize that like you've been there for three hours and then you go back to your, your trailer and wait for them to call you to set. And then your you know, your days end up being 15, 18 hours long because it, you got you're in prosthetics for three hours at the beginning of the day and an hour and a half at the end of the day. And that's like, you know, for most people that's half their work day. But then you also have to go and do the acting stuff in between. So um, yeah, that I loved it. I loved it. I loved that they kept bringing me back. You know, there wasn't. A, I didn't have a ton to do on that show after the first season, but but it was nice that they kept bringing me back. You know, like that that that's that goes to sort of my feelings about like, um, you know, like just be grateful for what you have and do your best job when you're there and and be prepared even if it's not that big a deal or like that much work. Just make sure that you're prepared to go. Um, and then, you know, good things happen out of that. They, they didn't really have any reason to bring me back other than like, I think maybe I, they needed to kill another dwarf. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, listen, I, I think it's, uh, you you're, you alluded to it, but if you're good, if you're professional and if you are, uh, joyful, then people want to work with you and they'll figure out ways to, uh, to get you back on set. And, uh, I'm, you know, they they kept on happening with you on uh, a number of things, so uh, I'm sure it has something to do with.
1: It. Yeah, that's nice of you to say. I I hope so. I, I another thing that Sign Seal delivered um, has really ingrained in me. I think is really just that that what you said that sense of joy, like really enjoy yourself, really, you know, like really, really take advantage of the opportunity. You know, I did this. Uh, a good friend of mine, Tyler Levine, works on. Um, a show called New Amsterdam, and uh, I was visiting him in New York uh, two years ago, I think, in, the, in his first season shooting it, and he arranged to have me be the utility reader at lunchtime for their upcoming episode, and, uh, you know, I, there's like a handful of things that, you know, I, the whole, everybody was there, like all the stars of the show were there, and I and I think there was a part of me that was that a little bit overwhelmed, for sure, uh, but, my, but Ty was there, I've known Ty for, you know, almost 30 years. And uh, he was just like, he used to sit beside me, and and one of the roles I had to read was um, his husband that sort of it's revealed. I don't think I'm spoiling that for anybody. They're well into that storyline. and uh, I just remember reaching – there was a part where we were having this heart-to-heart. And I, re- I remember reaching out and holding and grabbing his hand and just sort of like he squeezed my hand back. And I was like, yes, this is like – this is that that acting juice. You know, like just like – just live that moment. Just like take advantage of that one moment. You never know what's going to happen. And I remember after right after that, the director of that episode walked up to me and he said, hey, are you local? And in that moment, I was like, oh, that's how easy it is. <laughs> you know, like I was just like – if I if I was, who knows? Maybe maybe that puts me in in line for um for uh, for something, you know. But uh, yeah, I think that just speaks to just being just being ready to go and, and having some confidence and, and enjoying yourself and, and making the most of the opportunity. Yeah. That's wonderful. Is that, is that your dog? My, dog is, my dog has has come over. She's a – she's
0: Hello.
1: Yeah, there she is. That's Blue. Huh. Can you can you go do something else here for a sec? Thank you. I'll take you out. In yeah,
0: a bit. Not nothing wrong with that.
1: <sighs> she's a big dog. She was I thought she was gonna be smaller, but
0: she's well, I mean, it's a golden doodle, I think that's what you have. So I mean there yeah. are-
1: she is a golden doodle. She's yeah. definitely golden and a doodle.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you about, uh, by the way, you mentioned prosthetics, you know, talk to Dan Payne, who's also in Vancouver about, you know, uh, how many hours it takes to, uh, to sit if' waiting for prosthetics to be done. Dan? Um, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. He's got
1: to have, he's not that tall. So they usually, they, all the prosthetics is to make him taller.
0: I think so. I think so. could be. <laughs> I've worked with
1: um, Dan several times. He's a hilarious man. I, I don't know if that's always,
0: yeah. I
1: feel like he gets, I don't know. He's funny. He is like, a yeah. very very funny guy. I worked with him on um, Primeval New World, and man, he's quite a he's quite villainous on that show. But behind the scenes, the guy's priceless.
0: Yeah, he was he was really really funny. We, uh, you know, I I don't know how long we talked, but uh, we we could have just continued talking for another hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was a great conversation. Um, yeah. I, last thing I want to talk to you about is Hallmark because you know, when. Uh, you know, when, when kind of actors are, are dreaming about their career and what they want to be involved with, um, and I would be asked those questions, I would always tell them Hallmark, because that's, that's my energy. Uh, I, I want to be, you know, I grew up on musicals. I grew up on, on, that, on that joyful, heartfelt uh, energy and that's what I want to swim in. So uh, mm-hmm. Hallmark to me was always kind of that, I would love to do Hallmark movies just because it's that type of energy. And you've done a ton of them, and uh, uh, they keep bringing you back. So, what is that environment like working with Hallmark? Is it what you know I envision it, what it is from the outside, or is there you know more more to it, and it's not as subtle?
1: Um Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's interesting when you talk about Hallmark because there's like there's the Crown Media element, mm-hmm. which is um, you know. Um, uh the the Los Angeles part and they they have like the TCA event every year two of those things a year and you get to go and walk walk the red carpet and stuff but then there's also a lot of um, sort of production houses and producers that are they're involved but they're not all associated um so you know like a, a lot of the time I I work with the same I work with Kevin Fair a lot He's uh, he's directed most of the sign Seal delivered stuff. But, um, you know, like that that experience is always fantastic. We, we have such a great shorthand in terms of how we communicate and stuff. And, um, you know, Hallmark is super, super supportive. You know, they're, they're always sending out little thank yous and, you know, happy birthday stuff. And, um, you know, it's such a massive company, right? Like it would be very easy, I think, uh, for them to kind of yeah. – um, look at it like a giant bag of jelly beans that not everyone gets eaten. You know, like, but but they really do. That was a weird analogy. I don't know if I don't know if that's gonna land. Uh, but okay. it, it's they they kind of they they really do go out of their way to make sure that the people that are involved in their shows, you know, from like the you know like from the people that maybe do one or two to to the people that are doing you know dozens of them. You know, like do go out of their way to make sure people feel welcome and part of the family, and it, and it really is a big family a lot of the time. It's, um, it's pretty terrific. I, I'm, I'm really incredibly grateful for for Hallmark and, and what they've done for my career. They, they, the, you know, the lines of communication are always open. I can, you know, like I can send Michelle Vickery a note and she'll respond or I can, you know, Randy Pope is like, he's like fantastic at getting back. You know, if I'm, if I'm interested in a part and I'm like, Hey, hey! What do you think about me for this? And you know, he'll you know he'll pass it down the line or what have you. And and it's just like that. The, the it, it, so many people in Vancouver make their living doing it. That it's you know it's hard not to be anything but grateful for them. You know that they're they're, um, they're a pretty spectacular, pretty spectacular bunch. And, and the one thing that I really really appreciate about them is that they're evolving. You know, they're they're not they're not they're not just kind of resting on their laurels so to speak you know they're they're mindful about what's going on in the community and they're they're you know they're looking to address things that that are maybe systemic in their in their world and and they're they're really not just they're not just sort of saying what people want to hear you know they're they're actively making changes and to to be more diverse and to be more inclusive and and you know i think you know, without getting too, uh, political, but the, the, the world just sort of seems to be, on uh, you know, with the pandemic and everything to, and, you know, like this the massive social rights movement that is, you know, happening and, um, you know, that we're all experiencing, you know, on some level, you know, whether we're, we're active in it or, or, um, just trying to get through the pandemic or what have you, you know, like to have to know that, that these things like Hallmark that do, provide family-friendly, easily, easy to, I'm not going to say, they're not easy to like snack on, not, not like that, but like they're, they're, they're easy to trust. Yeah. They're, they're, they're so heartfelt, you know, to, to know that that's, that there's like a real element of that, that's, that's truthful. Like they're, they're not just trying to, you know, knock out as many Christmas movies as possible. They're, they're really trying to provide entertainment that's that brings people together and and you know that's in my opinion that's like a, a real strong part of who they what their sort of corporate personality is, is is doing that kind of thing
0: i'm i'm very happy to hear that and it is so needed um, yeah. You know, yeah one only needs to turn on television for a few minutes uh and, and turn on the news and they really need a, a an escape into a you know better more understanding a world that actually shows the goodness and kindness of people as opposed to Mm -hmm. as an outside expression so it's certainly needed for me i know Mm -hmm. personally and you know i keep on kind of referencing musicals but anytime i get out of my um the normal state of what alan feels like which is usually you know joyful and happy and accepting and loving you know that's my normal kind of uh, vibrational state and anytime i really get away from it in order to snap back into me uh, i i just turn on singing in the rain or, or i uh, something of that um you know ilk and within you know 10-15 minutes i'm back my my vibrations are are aligned that's me and the hallmark is kind of that same way it just uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite uh, time of year is, you know, probably right before Thanksgiving, all the way through New Year. Uh, I just love everything about it. I love the whole atmosphere. So, you know, all of these Christmas uh, movies, make as many as possible, because I, I, just, you know, I, I want to, I want to have uh, all of them, and I want to rewatch them. It's just, it's the right atmosphere. Uh, to the point where my wife makes fun of me is. Normally, you know, I don't want to do dishes, but uh, I turn on, um, uh, I get on my uh, Pandora and uh, my, my playlist with all of these, you know, kind of nice and proper energy uh, tone uh, of the artists. And it's, you know, it's a little jazz, a little blues, some of the kind of older styles. And I finally understood uh, recently why I love it so much it's because those are the same tunes that are being utilized in the christmas movies and hallmark movies and when i hear them it just puts me in a completely different state i can you know go and wash dishes and do it happily for you know 20 minutes uh, 40 minutes whatever it takes and i'll ask for more just because i love being in that energy
1: yeah yeah it's true like they the they do really capture the holiday spirit don't they they yeah. really do uh they do and it's nice that they you know like i i remember being a little kid and around christmas time was always my favorite time and you know from it wasn't christmas christmas season wasn't quite as long when i was a kid but uh you know come december 1st every night there was a different christmas special on and i and you know i think it's i think it's really great that that hallmark has has found such success in in being able to create so many diverse holiday um uh specials and in mow's and what have you like they do do a very good job and, and like i said before their 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 commitment to being more diverse and more inclusive is really starting to show up there as well so i think it's uh yeah it's a pretty i'm I, i'm quite proud to work for for hallmark yeah I,
0: um, I i certainly would see why um last question for you if uh if you had a chance to go kind of uh, back in time <laughs> using the hot time time machine, yeah. um, uh, which by the way hilarious scene there um, uh, in in that film. But if you had a chance to go back and talk to a um, young Jeff who's kind of just getting started in acting, you know, uh, in that fourteen months where you didn't work and give one piece of uh, of advice, what would that be?
1: Oh wow. Um... <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> it's not. It's not that important. <laughs> you. You know. Like there's so much. There's so much more. Um, and this. I don't know how. Maybe this sounds hokey or or. I don't know, privileged or something. But there's just so much more to life than pursuing an acting career. You know. Like um, one of the things that I I I'm I work at an acting school. One of the things that I try to impress on my students is that. You know, the more life experiences that they have, the more informed their acting is. And I and I think taking advantage of the downtime would be something I would remind. I would go and tell, you know, much younger Jeff <laughs> that uh, you know, take advantage of the time. Don't don't spend so much time worrying about when the next gig is going to be. If uh, if I do the work and I'm prepared, then then it'll come. Um, so yeah, that would be it. You know, like really try to enjoy the whole experience. You know, like it's not just I think for a long time, I was just really just wanting to be an actor and, you know, know, always in class and always, you know, auditioning and, and, you know, doing side projects and stuff and and really ignoring some of the other things that I'm passionate about. And and now, you know, now that I'm in my mid 40s, uh, you know, I look back and I go, oh, you know, maybe I, maybe I could have been more invested or involved in these other areas of my life. And that maybe that could have propelled success sooner or different success or something. I don't really have a ton of regrets, to be honest, but that would be one thing that I would say to myself is just like, calm down and enjoy what you have right now. And, and, you know, the acting stuff will work out if it's, if I'm prepared and, and, and do the work. So.
0: And it did. And uh, I'm very happy that it's done. I'm very happy that, uh, you have a great career with you know very nice um, you know company that uh, that does a lot for you, and I'm glad that you get a chance to do it in Vancouver instead of uh, what I hear from some Canadian actors of you have to live in LA to work in Vancouver. So it um, worked out for you this way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, thank you so much for saying that. I I I do appreciate it. It's nice. Um, it's a nice reminder that that uh, you know. I don't think I'm that successful, but, uh, but you know, when I look at it and, and, you know, having this conversation and, and a lot of the things that we touched on, I was like, oh yeah, I've been doing this a long time. And, oh yeah, I, I am forgetting things that I thought I would never forget ever, like names of, you know, people that I worked with or what have you. And, and yeah, it is a, it is a nice, it is nice to sort of reflect on, I guess. And, and, and I guess something else to be grateful for is that I do kind of have a bit of longevity now in this career. And, and i do get to be in vancouver my whole family's here you know i look at some people that are like away from their families and like i said i'm really close to my siblings i'm very close to my parents um and my sister has a has a son uh, 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 she had a baby in february and you know i i just don't think i don't think i'd be as happy if i if i wasn't as close to my family you know like pursuing acting is a real privilege i think and um you know, being close to my family, I think, is, is really is a top top priority. And I'm not saying I wouldn't I wouldn't miss acting if I had to choose between the two, but you know, I think the writing's on the wall with with what my feelings are on that. I'd,
0: yeah.
1: I'd, in my mid 40s, I'd, I'd much rather be around my family than I think anything else. So, yeah, I'm grateful for the the Vancouver industry as well. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You trying to read what your mug says every time I, I'm like is that an advertisement what is it because it comes from your mug comes in so so like you know big and frame and that life is good yeah no kidding man it, it really can be yeah what's on the other side some sort of nightmare what is that? what are you reading when you drink it ah there you go yeah that's that's good advice
0: Yep. it's, it's uh like, it's a company that uh, that is sold in Hallmark uh, stores. It's uh, it's Life is Good uh, uh, company, and I love all of their stuff. Uh, as a matter of fact, I started. <clears throat> um, I I kind of paused it uh, during uh, during the time of COVID, and then you know once I started the show, things just kind of uh, became really really difficult uh, to try to find the time. But uh, I started my own kind of inspirational apparel company. Um, where I did a whole bunch of different designs, and uh, you know, it ran it ran pretty well. So uh, once uh, once COVID is over, we're gonna start getting back to that. Now that I I think I have the show you now figured out, and I'm gonna be on my hundredth episode. Uh, wow. uh, it was a five month anniversary of the show, and a hundredth episode will be next Thursday. So uh, it'll be amazing.
1: Congratulations, that's fantastic. Talk about longevity
0: uh yeah I, I i i never would have imagined uh on you know mid-may of this year during the pandemic when i was thinking you know what i i want to talk to people and yeah. uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna try doing that and kind of uh started doing research i i've never done youtube so i had to learn a whole new industry and now on my imdb now uh you know how it says you know kind of the projects that we've been involved in, my acting doesn't even show up because all of all of my mdb is showing producer director and and, sure. and writer because I, I have you know close to 100 episodes of the show and that's that's the credits that i have from there and all of my acting credits have just kind of gone by the wayside wow. so it's interesting um thank you so much for uh, for coming in. i really appreciate it it's it's a pleasure talking to you Jay.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me, Alan. I, I, thanks for digging me up. It's uh, it's nice to it's nice to uh, you know sit down and chat with somebody who is, uh, has similar feelings about the industry as I do, and really appreciate
0: uh, your time. It's my pleasure, and thanks to everybody for tuning in into another episode of the Love of Acting, uh, where we just get a chance to talk to like-minded people, and hopefully uh, you've got as much out of it as I did. And thank you.